Hello, and welcome to the Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Mack. Today, I will be speaking with Lauren Rissman, MD, on the article, A Hard-Learned Lesson on What It's Like to Be a Patient, published in the December 2021 Pediatric Critical Care Medicine. To access a full article, visit pccmjournal.org. Dr. Rissman is a pediatric intensivist and palliative care fellow in the Division of Pediatric Critical Care Medicine at Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Welcome, Dr. Rissman. Thank you for having me. Great. Do you have any disclosures to report? No disclosures. Thank you. So let's start with what led you to put this piece into writing? I have always been somebody who's found peace in writing. I started writing when I was about 13 years old, bullied during middle school. And so I found that writing has been a beautiful outlet throughout my life. And so with this wild childbirth experience, I found that writing was another outlet for me to feel and relive things without having to have to hear everybody else's perspective and then also eventually share the story with other people. Great. Thank you. It was really beautiful and moving. And so I'm grateful to you for putting it into writing. Do you mind sharing a little bit about patient advocates with our audience? Yeah. So I think you know the biggest takeaway that I had from our awful experience is that my husband was really the one that saved my life. You know, the medical system is complex and it's evolving and it can be foreign to a lot of people. And patient advocates really do come in all flavors. And in our narrative, it was my husband. And in general, it can be a parent, a nurse, a therapist, a physician, a consulting physician. And in our field, at least in pediatric critical care medicine, we oftentimes associate patient advocates with the word difficult parent behind closed doors. But it really, advocates should be held with higher esteem And they're really synonymous with an expert. And so in our story, my husband was the one that was at our bedside 24 hours. And he was the one that maintained continuity when others were handing off. And so in order to maintain a real therapeutic alliance, it takes an advocate's courage and clinician's humility to be able to achieve it. Thank you so much. What are your thoughts? You know, you you mentioned that your your husband was sort of that common thread and really a source of continuity. What are your thoughts on family presence at the bedside, particularly in our intensive care units? So a family's involvement in advocacy is really the integral component in a patient's care. So they're there, they know the patient from before they were a patient, and that, that speaks volumes. You know, in, in times of COVID, with hospital restrictions, parents and by default advocates are oftentimes not fully allowed at the bedside or only there during visiting hours. And that potentially leads to harming a patient's care, you know, especially in our case where my husband was there after hours and I had to pull strings and say, hey, I'm a physician here. I'm at this hospital. I work just across the bridge. And he was allowed to be there for longer periods of time because of that. And so it was after hours that my husband called a physician who wasn't in-house to come evaluate me because he felt like he wasn't getting answers or being heard by the medical team who is currently inpatient. 
So we got lucky and a lot of people are not as lucky as we were. Right. Thank you so much. How does this experience translate to your practice as an intensivist and as a palliative care physician at the bedside? It's changed. (laughs) You know, I use the word expert directly with parents when I'm talking with them and I ask them questions in a way that I wouldn't have before. And I'm thinking in particular to some of our more medically complex patients where there's an assumption that we as physicians know best, but really it's the parents who know best. And so by taking a more humble stance and using words like expert, I really feel like I am learning more about the patient and family and it's changing their care. I commend parents for showing up um, and being present at the bedside or both showing up to clinic visits because that's also a challenge and an important part of patient care. I feel like I've been listening more and speaking less. I think in general, we're a little bit anxious about silence and I feel like now I'm taking a longer, deeper breath to allow for more silence and then the silence allows for more beautiful dialogue that just I I wouldn't have expected before. Then I acknowledge how difficult it must be to be a parent of a patient in the ICU. So most recently in palliative care, we have a patient in the ICU, and I talked about how challenging it must be with all the wires and tubes to be able to snuggle, which is an incredibly therapeutic part of patient care and maintaining that sense of what it means to be a parent. So I think naming it has been a really important part of changing my practice at the bedside. Awesome. Thank you so much. What, if anything, would you change about our training as intensivists if it were up to you? Well, I'm biased, but I think that narrative (laughs) writing has been an incredibly important coping mechanism for me. And I'm imagining that if intensivists were required to sit with a moment with their thoughts, I think that really beautiful things would come from that. And also biased, I would recommend that everybody does a palliative care rotation. I don't think that everybody needs to do a palliative care fellowship, but I think that, you know, working with a palliative care team, it's really opened my eyes to what true advocacy means. Awesome. Thank you so much. And the pediatrician in me, of course, wonders, how's your daughter doing now? Juniper is great. She is 10 months old, about eight months adjusted, and she's got a stellar pincher grasp, which (laughs) is something that I was not expecting for this corrected eight-month-old. You know, and the real highlight of my day is coming home to her and rocking her to sleep in the big orange chair in the corner of her room. Wonderful. Is there anything else you'd like to share, Dr. Ritzman? You know, I guess the only thing I can think of is... Being a patient is a real test of vulnerability and a real, it opens your eyes into the medical system in a way that we don't learn as practicing physicians and and it's awful. (laughs) I mean, being the patient is awful and the system, you just see all these broken fragments that you're trying to make sense of and you know, I've been in it for a while now. I just, it just opens your eyes to an incredibly unexpected aspect of what it is like to be a patient. Great. 
I'm sorry you've had to go through this. I'm grateful to you for for really putting your narrative out there. And so and thank you again for for joining us on the podcast and sharing more of that vulnerability. Thank you. This concludes another edition of the iCritical Care podcast. For the iCritical Care podcast, I'm Dr. Mack. Elizabeth H. Mack, MD, MS, FCCM, is a professor of pediatrics and chief of pediatric critical care at Medical University of South Carolina Children's Health in Charleston, South Carolina, USA. Dr. Mack received her Bachelor of Science and Medical degrees from the University of South Carolina. She completed her residency at University of South Carolina, Palmetto Health, and her fellowship at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center. She also completed a Master of Science degree with a focus on epidemiology and biostatistics at the University of Cincinnati. Currently, she serves as chair of the American Academy of Pediatrics section of critical care and is past chair of SCCM's current concepts in pediatric critical care course. Join or renew your membership with SCCM, the only multi-professional society dedicated exclusively to the advancement of critical care. Contact a customer service representative at 847-827-6888 or visit sccm.org slash membership for more information. The Society of Critical Care Medicine podcast is the copyrighted material of the Society of Critical Care Medicine. All rights are reserved. Statements of fact and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of authors and participants and do not imply an opinion or endorsement on the part of the Society of Critical Care Medicine, its officers, volunteers, or members, or that of the podcast commercial supporter.